Welcome everybody to Kenter at Your Own Risk. My name is Kent. I'm joined here with Chris. And uh, this is episode 6. It's April 30th, 2019. And we are here to talk about, you know, that huge-ass episode of Game of Thrones that everybody's talking about. So, how's it going, Chris? Uh, let's put it like this. I am wearing my Game of Stones shirt which has Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet sitting on the Iron Throne, and that's basically been my last two days. <laughs> Just Marvel and Game of Thrones. Uh, and so I'm exhausted. <laughs> Have you ever just, like, thought, like, when it, like, that throne cannot be comfortable, right? Like, it cannot be a comfortable thing to sit on. Dude, the plastic chairs at work suck, so I can just imagine something that has, like, forged out of swords. Just, like, Imagine if you like you sit in the wrong spot and you get popped. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like you're ge- just genuinely going to live with hemorrhoids the rest of your life if you sit on the Iron Throne. Yeah, I think you definitely at least have piles. You know, um, whether or not it goes to, all the way to hemorrhoids, I think depends upon like how how long your your day is. I can't imagine like Robert had hemorrhoids too bad because I don't really think he sat on it for like more than an hour a day. You know, like fucking not take care of this shit. Yeah. However, by Robert did things right. He, he really did. Like in hindsight, like he, you, like as a fan, you sit there and go, "Jesus Christ, man! Like what was he doing?" But you know, if you think about it, of everybody that's been king, I don't know. I mean, he died just going on a boar hunt and you know, drinking and shit. Like I don't know. He's had a better way of going out at, than most of them have. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know about that. I wouldn't have wanted Joffrey's death. I don't think I would have wanted Tommen's death. I think Tommen's is probably the most peaceful. I mean, you hit and yeah. that's it. True, true. I mean, Robert, Robert got poisoned, which or drugged, which is why he got gored by the boar. I mean, bleeding to death because you got gored by a boar doesn't sound like that much more fun than just hitting the ground and having it be over. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I don't know. I just, I respect what Robert did. I guess. With that being said, uh, what you mean? You mean the full Monty? Oh, love the fucking full Monty. Uh, God damn it, that movie. What was it? Robert Carlyle was the main guy, right? Robert Carlyle and Mark Eddy. Yeah. God damn. I haven't seen that movie in a long-ass time. I used to own it on... Hell, I used to own it on VHS. So, dating myself. But uh, With that being said, so we had, what, what was it, like an hour and 25 minutes? Uh, I think the whole thing was like an hour and 35 minutes, but that includes like the, the credits and the... Oh, where the, where the guys it. suck themselves off and say how good of a job they did? No, the credits, not the oh, actual. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so this was like uh, Jesus. So out of like that hour and thirty-five, how much of that was sheer soundtrack? Fifteen, twenty minutes? Would you say? Because uh, yeah. there was a lot. No, not that much. No? I don't know. 
I felt like there was a lot of times where there was just music, but I don't know. Either way, all right. So this, uh, I don't know, this episode it began as we kind of expected, and and really is what it is. I think the episode for me truly quote unquote began when you know Melisandre shows up. That like she lights those fucking Dothraki swords on fire, and my first question is, were those swords ever going to do any damage without the flame? Well, yeah, they'll do damage. Uh, they just won't fucking um, put the guys down for good. I don't know. But think of, think about like the fist of the first man. You know, where they only had they didn't find you didn't have everybody armed with dragon glass there. So I mean, they were able to fight their way back to the wall. Okay. Yeah. True. So, I, for for me, uh, I, I guess like the first big scene for me was the Dothraki, basically just going off into the darkness. Seeing lights slowly but surely flickering off one by one, only to see, you know, a few of them come back in Jorah. Uh, and, th- and this was the beginning for me, where I'm like, what the fuck is going on visually? Because, you know, I have one of those, I have a nice 4K TV, but sometimes the blacks aren't quite right, the black level. So I was like, is my black level fucked again? Oh. I. I- to, to put it in perspective, from what it's sounding to me is like everybody who had a 4K TV couldn't fucking see the episode. I have an older TV. You know, my I got mine in 2012. I had no problem seeing anything the entire fucking episode. I, so like, I got done and I went to you know check reviews from other people, and I'm seeing people complaining about not being able to see anything. I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? Everything was fucking perfectly clear for me. Dude, it was fucking muddy. Is is see see that's why you don't upgrade to 4K. 4K sucks. No, I'm just <sighs> no it really, it, it really does. It's it's fucking. It it sucks. What like, dude? I I even have a Samsung TV, which is probably one of the best when it comes to black levels. But uh, it, and at first I thought it was just me until like I I messaged a couple people just to make sure like it wasn't just me. So. Yeah, I was trying to like figure out like what the fuck, ha- like what was on Jorah's face? Like, does Jorah have like fucking frostburn? Is that blood? Like, see, this is the problem. I can't even tell what is on his face at that moment when he returns. Uh, which he returned without ghost, and that'll be my first big question. <laughs> Did you feel as silly to show Ghost just for that little bit of time and never see him the rest of the uh, episode? It's it's like the, what they did the episode prior, where you know you get the one shot with him and Sam and Ed on the the top of the wall for like thirty seconds, and that's it. I'm like, are you just putting him in for fucking fan service at this point because you just, you don't want to actually use him as a fucking character? Blink and you miss it type thing, yeah. And I understand that, you know. Doing the whole direwolf thing is supposed to be incredibly expensive, but it's your last season. You're making so much money. Like, come the fuck on here. I, it, was, I, it was a. It wasn't even. It's a big fucking thing about all the Stark children. You know, they had the fuck. Like, one of the things that somebody brought up, and I will give them this, comparing the book to the the show is like 
you know, you've lost a lot of what the, one of the main themes was is like when Ned goes to Arya in, in the first book in the first season, you know, when winter comes, the lone wolf dies and the pack survives, you know, like literally, you know, is referring to his children, but also to the fact that, you know, the Stark was the house of the wolf and they all had fucking wolves, you know. Now it's just kind of like been tossed to the wayside, you know, because reasons. You, yeah, I mean, just from what I know about the books, it's like you you get a feeling early on in the books that the wolves have a much deeper meaning than we ever really got in in the show. Like, realistically, fuck, man, like, what the fuck did Shaggy Dog ever really do? I mean, for that matter, Rickon was possibly the poorest written Stark child well, of them. The part, part of the problem is the difference between the books and the, the movies is time. It's not on our side. No. Well, no, like we've we've had eight years pass in the books, like three years have passed. So like Danny's sixteen, John's seventeen, Arya's still like eleven or twelve. Sansa's sixteen, no, thirteen, fifteen. You know, so like they're all still young. You know, but Bran is ten, twelve, something like that. Right. But you can't you can't keep your fucking cast from aging. You know. So, yeah, Rickon was poorly written in the books because he was fucking four, and he's still only, like, six. Yeah, I, dude, they, they ran into that same fucking problem on Walking Dead, and they still oh. never fixed that. Carl Papa? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, anyway, like, for, I mean, it's not really an opening scene, but God damn it, that was really... I think that scene, just the Dothraki scene alone, woke me up because I was exhausted. But like, I thought that was a really well done scene, scene from what I could see of it. And then I was like, wait, so basically this army that Danny's had since season one, more or less, is just gone, right? Like, there's not many Dothraki left, if any. Correct. All right. Um. So, first of all, I want to say, like, just overall, for, for someone who could see the episode, I think this was probably the most cinematic, uh, best edited, best shot fucking episode I've seen of anything on TV. It's just anything. I can't think of any, anything that could compare to it. You know, it way better than Battle of the Bastards, way better than the... The Battle at the Wall, way better than the Battle for Blackwater. I mean, it's just fantastic the way they filmed everything. When you could see it, I could see it, so. Yeah, I would say from my perspective, I couldn't disagree with you more. So, differences of TV really fucking, yeah, changed that scope. But, um, yeah, so, like, I, I was having discussions with people, I'm like, Everything they did tactically made no fucking sense in this show. Like, none of it. None of their fucking plans made sense. The fact that they didn't stick to the plans didn't make sense. You know, what they fucking did. But, I'm like, from a producer's standpoint, it makes fucking perfect sense. Yeah, I mean... From, from the standpoint it, of, I have all these Dothraki extras around in all of my episodes, but if I kill them off... 
A, not only do I not have to worry about explaining, you know, what the Dothraki are going to do after Danny leaves or if she leaves or if she dies or if she wins, you know, but now they're all dead. So that's saving us money for the rest of the episodes. Um, you know, it also makes it so like she's not coming in with the best fucking army when she's going up against Cersei. So again, the stakes are going to be higher. You know, same thing with like, like if they had killed Tormund, I would have been like, okay, we're never going to see another wildling again for the rest of the series. You know, we'll never even see him in the background, but since he's around, we'll probably see a couple, you know, like if Grey Worm had died, I would have said, yeah, we probably won't see any more Unsullied. It's, you know, I gotta say, speaking of which, I've seen so many stupid comments of people online like, oh, of course they killed the Dothraki and and then a lot of the Unsullied, you know, because they're people of color. I'm sitting there thinking like, yeah, because they already fucking killed off the goddamn wildlings by and large. Like, there wasn't really like a huge army of white folk to kill off other than the whites who all eventually got got. So I don't really understand how race is a fucking thing, but... In 2019, everything's somehow racial? Fuck, man. Like I, I would say, like, just 90% of everyone died. Right, right. Like, like this wasn't it, a it racist really got thing. To, it really got to a point where, where I was like, okay. Um, yeah, I think, I was like, if I mentioned the other show, I'm like, everybody's gonna die. Okay, maybe the... <laughs> maybe the Night King's the fucking hero of the story and we just didn't get to meet him as a character until episode you know, three of season eight. Yeah, yeah, that that would have been something. Uh, by the way, just because I want to make fun of it quickly, I love the fact that for some reason, like that whole theory about the Night King going to King's Landing during this battle, like that whole theory was really, really, really inane on so many levels and yet it got a lot of support heading into Sunday. Were you surprised that that theory like picked up as much momentum as it did? No, I didn't even hear about it. Oh, online there was like a big fucking thing that blew my mind. I was like it just didn't make any sense. Not saying that everything from this episode made sense but it made more sense than the theory would have. Um, so trying to think here so okay uh jorah comes back then basically what the dead fucking start going over the unsullied and once again this is a muddied fucking mess on my screen i'm sure it probably looked fucking beautiful on your screen all right so yeah like (laughs) all right first of all the dothraki scene was fucking just beautiful you know with not being able to see what the fuck's going on you know and then you just see them start going out a like again, I said, like tactically, why are you fucking are you having your fucking cavalry charge into a fucking group of dead people when you can't even see them in the middle of the night? Like that didn't make any sense to me. But hey, whatever, they're all dead, so now we don't we can cut down on the fucking budget for the rest of the episodes. Um, but the the fucking the way they did the the army of the dead in this fucking episode was pretty fucking spot on. I think you know just all around, but like when you don't hear anything and all of a sudden you just see that wall of fucking blackness and dead people just crash into the unsullied and just start fucking people up. I was like, yeah, wow. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Let's talk about the logic here though. Like who came up with this fucking game plan on a strategic, like, Hey, let's just go right into the, into the night on horses. 
against these guys that we really don't necessarily know what we're up against. That's Everybody exactly cool with that? That's exactly what I was talking about. Like, none of it made fucking sense. <laughs> like, Jorah's like, yeah, this makes sense. I'm cool with leading these people. No, Jorah, from everything we know, would have been like, Khaleesi, <laughs> this is a horrible idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We should probably listen to Tyrion for this one because he's got a good mind. And yeah, I don't think you can. I think you came up with this plan instead of him. Yeah, it would have been some backhanded compliment. Maybe the way, maybe the way the series has been going lately, he came up with this plan, and (laughs) and somehow Jorah Mormont just turned into Triple H for for Chris's rendition. I've never heard any have anybody describe me as sounding like Triple H before, but I'll take it. Uh, Well, that that impersonation was a lot like Triple H, so kudos to that. Um. All right, so help me out here. My memory's shit. So, you know, the dead come come at the unsullied. Uh, is this like the point where Arya sar- sends Sansa down to the crypts, or is that uh, later? I don't remember. If it wasn't right at this point, it was pretty close. Like, um, shouldn't like, she have just been down there all this like? Why was she still up there? Did she think like, oh, this is gonna be done in like a couple hours? I don't know what anybody was fucking thinking in this episode, dude. I, I'm it, pretty sure I know what John was thinking. Like, why the fuck do you guys stop listening to me? Yeah. All right. We were, so we were supposed to wait. Okay, I guess we're not waiting. We're, yeah. we're supposed to stick together. Okay, I guess we're not sticking together. Oh shit! I'm getting my ass kicked. Okay, thanks for coming. Okay, you got my back once, but oh shit! This fucking giant dragon. I'm, I'm fucked. <laughs> like this episode was was such a horror movie. It's like, all right, everybody stick together. Okay, everybody just went on their own way. All right, nobody go upstairs or in the basement. Okay, everybody I, just went. <laughs> I haven't really said this since like the '90s, but I really think this episode would have benefited from having like Jamie Kennedy there. <laughs> just feel like, okay, wow. Let me explain the rules, guys. Okay. <laughs> it's true. It, it, it's. I mean, even Matthew Lillard, somebody from there, like, god damn it. You know what? We haven't seen him in forever. Let's throw him a bone. Skeet Ulrich, come here, come here. Give us the fucking rules, I know. <laughs> god damn it. All right. Um, let's, I want to just focus, because everything kind of goes so chaotic at times and whatnot. Um, I just want to talk about everything that happened in the sky Danny, John, Night King, dragons, and how much of a horrible fucking mess this whole thing was on every level for me. So I'm curious, since you could see shit, was it still a mess or was it just inane? What do you mean? Well, visually, I, I couldn't tell what the fuck was going on. I'm like, why? No, it was like I said, it was the fucking best thing I've ever seen on TV, hands down. The way it was filmed, the way it was shot, the way it was framed, the way it was edited. But did it make sense? Yeah, I could. Un- I, I mean, it made as much sense to me as any kind of shaky cam action scene. So, I mean, I'm not going to fucking hit it up there for that. But I could see it. I didn't have any problem understanding what was going on within the framework of each of the uh, individual shots. So. Why did they stay up so high in the air? That that I, I guess I couldn't figure out why they were up so high. And my second thing is. Shouldn't, like, I don't know. I don't know how fast they're going, but based on the one episode, Danny fucking flew on the dragon and got pretty fucking far pretty fucking fast. Like, is there, like, 
chance of frostburn? Like, shouldn't she be freezing her tits off? Well, all sorts of, like, how realistic are you want to get? And fucking, what do you want to see? And what do you want to ignore? Because, I mean, like... I know she can withstand fire, but can she withstand, like... Well, technically, it's supposed to be so cold out at this point when winter's there that, like, they should all be getting frostburn just from walking outside without, like, being completely head-to-toe encapsulated in, like, winter furs and shit. Okay, I was kind of curious, like, how intense it was supposed yeah, to be, like, so... Like, like okay. it's supposed... It's supposed Like, think about, like, how bad it gets in, like... You're still in Johnstown, right? Gloversville, but yeah. Yeah, Gloversville, Johnstown, you know, when it gets to, like, minus 70 below with the wind chill? Yeah. That's what it's supposed to be like every fucking day when winter comes. And that's pre-having the Night King summoning in a magical blizzard to fucking freeze the shit out of you. Right, so that that was what... That was something that just kind of it, it seemed weird to me that like from everything I could see it felt like she should have been like fucking freezing up there, and no point like yes they established that she can handle being in fire but they never established anything about anybody having like super resistance to cold I guess would be the best way to say it so I thought that was just weird, um. And they spent a lot of time, I don't know, or maybe it just felt like a lot of time because I couldn't see everything that happened. So, like, when you are visually checked out, it feels a little bit longer. It felt like a long time, though, to be on a dragon up there and all the scenes. And then for them to be like, you know, it's really expensive, though, to include Ghost in the episode. But let's spend 15 minutes with dragons. Yeah. um, I mean, like... Two, it, what would he have done? He would have run out with them and then run back, and then you would never really have seen him again. I, I still don't understand why Ghost was hanging out with Jorah and the Dothraki. Yeah, it's like, I've been cooped up in the courtyard for the last three months. Let me go run. And he gets to the end, he's like, fuck, let me go run back. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, It was like one of those odd pairings that I mean, yes, it's just an animal, but it's still an odd pairing. Um, but whatever. Uh, all right, so basically, are, are we, like, I, is it fair, safe to say that we're kind of getting to the point where everybody's starting to retreat, fall back, and then they're trying to light the trenches? That's not happening until Melisandre tries, and then the god of fucking fire is like trolling her for what seems like an eternity I you know I think they could have done much better to illustrate I think it was less that he was trolling her and more that like the Night King was opposing her fair enough like if they had shown some I don't know how you would have shown maybe like a little like it goes to catch and then you see like a little frost thing covered up and then it goes to cat instead of just being like are they getting closer getting close oh magically fire comes afar yeah that kind of shit that's something that if this is exactly how it goes down the books it'll be so much more well done in the books it just will be like there's some things that just it was tough to show you know what I don't at this point I don't even know if he's ever gonna fucking finish him he's gonna probably be like Dave Rothrods fucking did it for me fuck him I, I've often wondered, like, what is, once again, I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, but really, what is his mindset? Because they've gone so forward 
is he going to be like, is there a point because everybody knows what the end of my book is going to be? Because that's not how it ever really is. Like, you never, you know what I mean? Like, where's the incentive? <laughs> oh, he's already made it like a fucking zillion dollars. He's old as shit. He's out of shape. Like, I'm surprised he's still fucking alive. You know, looking at what his fucking his body shape is for his age. Um, and, uh, like, I, I just, I don't see what the incentive is. It's like, like the stress is going to give him a fucking heart attack. If he keeps working on it, wouldn't you think given everything we know? Yeah. Like I could, I could see him wanting to finish it as an artist, but if that was the case, it wouldn't have been seven years since book five fucking came out. No, no. I, at some point, he's either hit a writer's wall or he's hit like a wall of complacency, which I get. If you're that rich, uh, I, I'm not. I'm not even mad at him. I, I I just sit there and I'm like, what is there left for him to really accomplish? Uh, I don't know. I'm hard pressed to f- find that huge of an incentive given his age, given his health, given his financial standings. I don't see the incentive really. No, I mean, like I said, you would think. He- it would be about the art, you know, or the story. Cause supposedly he had, you know, the whole story plotted out and he knew what was coming and all that shit. But obviously it's not because he's been sitting there fucking, he's written other things in between, uh, book five. And whenever book six comes out, he's developing another show for HBO after he's developed this show in between book five and book six coming out. So, I mean, it's not just writer's block. It's at least writer's block with this one fucking particular series that he sold a fucking to make a zillion dollars with and just, eh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it happens. Like it, it really, I, I, people don't necessarily understand like people who are not, who have not done like creative stuff of that nature. I don't think they fully comprehend. Like if you do something that people really like, it's, there's so much more pressure to keep going and to keep people happy, satisfied, and wanting more. It, it's really a, a chore. I, 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 as a person that's done something on a scale that's like one millionth his success, I, I still understand. Like, there's a weird pressure. And yeah. well, I, I would say do it like this then. Um, you know, when Robert Jordan, he he wrote the Wheel of Time. And he actually died before it was finished and another author had to finish it for him, you know, from the outlines that he had left because he knew he was getting sick and he knew he wasn't going to finish it. But the, the first couple he wrote, he, he wrote, he was intending to make them a series, but he wrote them all to also, if this ends here, it functions as an end to the series and an end of the book, not just like, hey, this is, here's a cliffhanger. Now you have to wait until the next one to come back. And eventually, I want to say after like the third, third or the fourth book, the publishers were like, "Hey, you're selling so many. We'll fucking publish as many of these as you want to do." And he's like, "Okay, well, if I'm going to be able to do this whole story the way I want to do it, it's going to be 14 books." No, George R. R. Martin from the get go said this is going to be a seven book saga. You know, and he, hmm. he told said what the names were going to be for you know book six and book seven before book five was out. Book five came out in 2010. You know, and that was after, yeah. like, a five-year wait for book five. Hmm. 
How long did it take for fucking Stephen King to get through the whole Dark Tower thing? Do you, oh, do you well, know? he started Dark Tower 1 in what, like, 70-something, 81-something? Like. Yeah. he finished it in, you know, years later, but it wasn't like that was all he was working on. You know, or oh, one well, of, yeah. One of, one of the two things he was working on. Motherfucking multitasking guy. Um, all right. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Uh, I'm I'm trying to like break things down as much into blocks so we don't have to revisit things later on. And I I'm going to toss it to let's just talk all about anything and everything that happened in the crypts because you know stuff did happen, but it wasn't a ton. So basically, uh, Tyrion and Sansa got the vast majority of everything down the crypts. Missandei got her one great line on Sansa, which you know, I loved. It, it, you know, as much as I agree with Sansa, at the same time, it, like, Missandei just fucking bitch slapped her right into the fucking wall with that shit, and I completely agree. It's like, oh, you mean the fucking dragon queen who's keeping you alive right now? <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, that one. <laughs> like, on a show where, you know, there's so many more people that we are used to having that verbal punch I didn't necessarily see that coming from Asande, and she nailed it. Um, and speaking of people nailing it, uh, Varys did nothing uh, fucking again. <sighs> um, we also had Tyrion and Sansa kind of like have their little moment, which I, ki- I admit I kind of enjoyed. And I kind of did too, but I would have never, I would have never picked it. So no, no, I, I wouldn't have either. But it was one of those things I, I didn't want, or at least I didn't know I wanted it. But after seeing it, I was like, I like that. And it made me laugh when she's like, oh, you, were, you were the best out of all of them. And he's like, oh, shit, that's fucking <laughs> that's pretty bad for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it was, they actually have really good on-screen chemistry, I feel, together. Yeah. I, I think he... I think Peter Dinklage has great chemistry with everybody that we've seen him with, but... I really like those two together on, on screen on some weird way. Um, so, in your opinion, did the crypt thing play out? Like, was that the best case scenario for how it was going to play out? Considering that when you got done with it, it only looked like six people died. Yes, I would say that's the best case scenario that <laughs> the way it was going to play out. Um, although, like, like your boy said in the blog, like, yeah, I don't know, like how skeletons were able to punch through like stone but hey whatever yeah you know it's funny to it's funny for us to critique or criticize something in a show it's kind of like when i critique horror movies it's like well where the fuck's the line here and it's tough to like be like well this just doesn't make any sense, but, you know, it's okay. This guy can come in your dreams and fucking kill you, but I'm going to bitch about something else. It's weird where we have our lines, but, yeah, I, I agree. It was, it was fine for what it was. Uh, like, I mean, the other thing I would say, like, if we're talking, like, where the line is, like, John's fucking fought the Night King before. He's seen him raise all the dead. I would be like, hey, if we're going to put everybody in the crypt... Why don't we go, like, throw all our fucking ancestors into a pile and fucking burn them, you know, instead of leaving their fucking dead-ass bodies down there? Yeah, because realistically, like, 
he knows better. John, I mean, I know Jon Snow knows nothing, but he knows better simultaneously. Yeah, exactly. He's seen it before. Tormund's seen it before. Fucking, uh, uh, maybe Sam hasn't seen it before. But there's other people who've seen it before. Right. Um, I think I've asked you this. This probably be my third straight week. Uh, and I'm probably going to ask you this again next week and the following week. And probably come that sixth week, I'm just going to be mad. But... Uh, there's got to be something going on with Varys, right? Like, there has to be a payoff. He has to have one moment this season, right? Like, that has to happen. He's been so important. It, no. Like, no. no? No, I don't think so. I think I think at this point, not having him in with Melisan, that's it. He's he's relegated to like maybe a couple a couple lines per episode, and he'll, they he'll just probably... shit all over his character, like. He's been important every single season until, what, the past two seasons, right? No, I mean, the whole thing that he was important for was the fact that he was secretly supporting Danny. Once he went to support her and, you know, he was no longer in secret doing it, then it's not really important, especially once he's not in the court anymore, so. I think this is a severe injustice to one of the best characters. And I'll say this, I th- you know. I think I think your bald bias is showing through. And my eunuch bias. God. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't know that one about you, but now I'll look forward to it. And for Chris, it's called, it's called thug life, okay? Get used to it, all right? Uh, shit, did we see Gilly more than, like, one time this episode? Like, she was barely present, right? No, she was in... Uh... She was in a bunch of shots. She didn't have a, a bunch of lines. But, like, she was the first one who noticed that the, sh- the dudes were fucking crawling out of the uh, fucking... Uh, that, yeah, you're right. That's yeah. right. I, I forgot about that. I, I like that we got to see the little girl again, who I yeah. still don't know her name, but we saw her again. Yeah, we, we probably... I mean, she's Liana's replacement, probably. Yeah, yeah. That's... uh, Yeah, I'm going to refer to her as Henry... Because that's just a Walking Dead joke. But, yep, I'm calling her Henry. Um, do you have anything else that you want to talk about with the Crips? Because it happened, but I don't feel there's too much to discuss. No, they had some nice scenes. Like, I, I liked the whole Tyrion and Sansa hand thing before they went out. Although, like, what they're going to do. Oh, and yes. Well, we could, could I mean, go back with Arya and Sansa on the wall first, but then Sansa in this. Like... I've heard a lot of people speculating that Sansa is going to be the one to kill Cersei. And before this episode, I would have said, no, I could, don't fucking see it. Maybe, possibly, no, I could see it. But uh, I, I, I don't see it because both Tyrion and Jaime lived long enough. I feel that the, I don't know, the pronunciation, or whatever, I feel it's got to be one of those two at this point. Like, I thought Arya had a chance. But with, with how this episode ended, there's no chance that Arya's getting the Cersei kill. But with um, with that being said, putting shit into scenes and then you know, knowing that they're gonna should have a payoff this season because there's so few scenes left, the whole are you giving Sansa the knife? Are you stick it with a pointy end and then having Sansa go to pull it back out to defend herself and then not actually defend herself against the White Walkers. I thought she would get at least one kill down the crypt because she had it. That that kind of baffled me just a little bit. I thought like I thought 
I don't know. To me, that just made sense for her to get, like, a quick kill to protect somebody. Would have been fine. Like, I, I'm just a little surprised she didn't do it. And who was the original person that did the pointy end line? Was that John? Yeah. Yeah, with Ari. Okay. Yeah, when he gave her uh, needle. Yeah, I mean, great. I just watched that episode two weeks ago, and I'm already questioning my memory. So, yay. Uh, God damn it. I don't really know where to navigate from here. Do you, do you have something that... Uh, um, should we go on to Arya and her adventure and with fucking the horror movie and, and then, you know, Barrack uh, and Hound? Does that no, make sense? I, I say we hit the, the other shit first before because we, we roll into some of them um, okay. on the way to Arya. But, like, the whole fucking... All the shit with Grey Worm. That dude has, like, a thousand lives because, like, he was fucking... He was toast like six times in that episode, especially that whole thing when, you know, they're trying to light the, she's trying to light the fucking stakes and it's not going and he's, he's doing the whole deep breathing adrenaline kind of thing. You know, the audio's focusing on just like the sounds of his breath and, uh, and then he forms up around her to make sure that she, she doesn't get got. I was like, oh, okay, this is his, this is his fucking moment. Nope. Holy shit. He's alive. So yeah. Can we he, just call him Gray? Barrack at this point because that motherfucker had like nine lives like and, and everybody went into it expecting him or Miss Sunday but I I feel eighty to ninety percent of fans thought Grey Worm was going to get got and he survived surprising right oh yeah super surprising I was I did not call that one hell no I, no rational person would have I don't think but. To be completely fair and honest, 90% of the people in this episode only survive because of the fucking plot armor that they have. Ah. Uh, you know, I mean, say what you will about chainmail, but plot armor will will carry you through so much. So much. Uh, yeah. I, I, and the fact, you know, it was what interested me was how many times that they showed Grey Worm kept leading you believe, like, all right, it's his time. All right, it's his time. Like there, there were seriously like five or six characters that like I was like, okay, they're dead. Okay, they're dead. Okay, they're dead. nope. Somehow miraculously, somebody who was already dying, you know, in the process of being murked, uh, showed up to fucking save the other person. You know, I, and I'm probably jumping ahead a little bit, but just. To quickly go back to visually, the some of the issue was that half the time I'm sitting there and I'll use I'll use Sam and I'll use Brienne, especially as and Jamie, but Brienne and Sam especially on my screen, there were times I'm like, are they getting eaten alive? I couldn't quite tell, so I'm sitting there thinking, oh my god, they they killed Sam, they killed Brienne, and then like you know a few minutes later they're still like fighting, and I'm like. What is really happening? It was very confusing to me. Yeah, like uh, those those two. All right. Sam, Brienne, Jamie, Tormund, Gendry, uh Beric dies, so I mean we can't put him on the list. The Hound, uh Grey Worm. All of those guys should have been fucking dead. <laughs> like no John, John, Danny, they should have fucking been dead. Like all of those characters only lived because of plot armor. Yeah. Arya, I will give a little fucking credit to 
you know, she did a good job for fucking, you know, staying alive with what she fucking had to do. But yeah, all the other fucking characters <sighs> should not have survived to the next episode. Cersei, Cersei should have won at this point. Well, the throne. And then like two months later, the fucking army of the dead shows up and humanity's over. Um, all right. We just talked about somebody that I really want to discuss, and it'll also lead to a conversation about somebody who died. Uh, let's talk about Sam. I mean, let's face it. We all kind of knew Dolores Ed was going to die. Um, but what the fuck was going on with Sam this whole episode? Like, I at, at some point I thought there was going to be like some payoff for his character. And yet, it just seemed like every time he was just fucking useless. Like, I was a little confused by what they did with him. Uh, I don't know. What what did you get out of it with Sam? They didn't play into the tropes. Where you would have somebody who's fucking useless, and then all of a sudden he's miraculously a fucking superhero or something. No, he was fucking useless because he's fucking useless in a fight. I mean, like... For all the shit he talked about being the first one to kill a White Walker, it wasn't because he did it out of skill. It was because he did it accidentally. Yeah, it was a survival in a accident. In a one-on-one situation where the dude was completely fucking underestimating Sam. But, like like I said when we talked about Arya last week, I'm like, she's never fought in a fucking battle before. You know, you can't put her on the wall with other people and expect her to fuck. Well, you can put her on the wall and expect her to ninja through, like, 12 fucking walkers before she t- runs off. But um, you can't put her on there and expect her to, like, hold the line with a bunch of other people and be as effective as, like, a fucking just a regular soldier would be, you know, in that situation. If she obviously wasn't, you know, the chosen one. Yeah. I I just, you know, I, I guess I'm going to say it like this. If they were going to do Sam like this, I'd rather him just been down in the crypt to, and have a couple of witty well, lines. That's That's the whole point. He should have been down in the crypts. But he was he was the fucking didn't want to be, and because of that, he cost his friend his life. Whether or not we'll actually see any repercussions of that, you know, on Sam's part, is probably something that we won't because there's only three episodes left. But I would imagine that you know, in a books or a longer form situation, that yeah, he would be going through PTSD for getting Ed killed. Well, I I guess everything you just said is what I'm referring to. Is like the. You, like there needs to be some follow up, and there's really not like if you're on play play it the way they did with Sam, then there needs to be a some kind of proper follow up. I, I mean, I know there's only three episodes left. I, I get that, and I know that Sam can't be the fucking focus. But simultaneously, if you don't have him be that way in that particular episode and get Ed killed quintessentially, uh, I don't know. To to me, it was it was another one of those things that everything kind of feels so incredibly rushed and I've just not done that with Sam at the end of the day, I, I guess. I'm questioning the people that are smarter than me that make way more money than me. That's happening. Uh, you never can necessarily say they're smarter than you, but yeah, the whole money thing, we can definitely, I think we both can give them that. They make more money than both of us. Yeah, I, I mean, at this point, I have no shame in saying that these people, pro- I mean... There's a chunk of them that have to be at least smarter than me. So I'll give them credit. But, um, so Ed was the first to die. We didn't have another 
death until probably about midway through the episode, if I'm remembering. Leanna. Oh, Christ, yes. That... I, w- I will say this. I was not expecting them to be that graphic with a child death. No, but thank you for doing it. <laughs> like... all, of a sudden, all of a sudden, the ribs are fucking cracking, and I thought the giant, I literally, I was like, yeah, I thought that fucking dude was going to bite her fucking head off. I was like, wow, I, I never thought I would see that on TV. That gives me gives me the feeling that maybe someday I'll actually see Berserk live action. <laughs> so, here's a question. Which giant was it? Was he the one that, that died trying to get to the gate, or was he the one that died in the Battle of the Bastards? Uh, well, I mean, there are fucking hundreds of giants. It could have been one but, of them. It could have been neither. It could have just been some random dead giant that they had fucking running with them. It was clearly one of those two. They're the only two we've really gotten to know. Didn't they have a zombie giant at Hardhome? Did they? I don't remember. Fuck. I mean, you were asking me, and I haven't gotten back to that ep- episode. I think, what is that episode? Is that si- uh, season six, right? Season four, episode eight. Season four, episode ten, somewhere around there. Hard home? Yep. No, that I'm I'm at season five now, so it's at season least... Season five, episode eight. Season five, episode ten. Probably nine, because usually the big bells are episode nine. I it think would, it would depend on how many episodes they had in that season. True. Wait, haven't they just had seven all this time except for this season? No, I want to say I think they had ten most of the seasons. But no, didn't they have eight last season? Oh, you know what? You're. I think you're right. Um. Fuck. I don't know. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. That's, that's more work looking it up than I want to put into it right now. Yeah, I'm already leaning back. I don't even have my mouse or keyboard near me. I'm doing this as lazy as possible, going off my shithole of a memory. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's go back to Leanna. Like, she, she, that was... Uh, you know what? I, I take everything back that I said last week about her being on, on the battlefield because, A, nobody technically really died because of her. Like... The people that got got were were you know her men I guess but I mean it wasn't it, it wasn't the way I thought it would be and I loved this this was one of my favorite scenes I, I would go so far as to say in this episode uh, I don't know plus I also liked seeing her get reanimated obviously yeah um. All right, so is there anything else you want to cover before we get going on the Aria train? Uh, we had Grey Worm almost die. We had Ed die. Leanna die. Oh, quick uh, question. There was a lot of back and forth shit with like Podrick and Jamie and Brienne. You know, they all should have died, but they made it. Did, did, all right, so here was my question. Did. Did, once again, I couldn't see. Did they show a lot of Gendry or Podrick? Because I remember Gendry at the top when, like, they were the they showed undead. A, they showed a lot of Gendry in regards to just, you know, like, in the groupings of people while they were fighting and stuff. Like, he was mostly with Torment for most of it. So That's like, a good, good pairing. Like, I like that. Like, when it gets to the to the end, you know, like, what, towards the part when John's running through to try to um to get to the Night King. And oh, yeah. you see, like, Sam being swarmed, and, like, I don't know how he's still alive. I have no fucking clue. 
but like you see the different groups of like the few people left who are holding out, you know, Gendry's with Tormund. Um, uh, but Podrick, there was like a good portion where like you, you would see him and then you didn't see him for like 20 minutes. And I'm like, is he dead? And then all of a sudden he comes back in for like another screen or two and then he's out for, you know, <laughs> but yeah, he was still around at the end. So. Okay. I, Cause I was sitting there like wondering when the last time I'd seen Gendry and either a, I missed him or B it was too muddy for me to see him. It, it could really have been either option at that point. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, oh, um, do you want to get into the dragons before or after Arya? Eh, fuck it. We can talk about the dragons now because I'm, st- I've got questions kind of sort of like, Go ahead, talk about whatever you want to talk about the dragons. You know, like, I'm uh, sitting here right. wondering, I, like, I what think, the... F- I think, like, a, a... John just, like, I know nothing, but Danny knows how to fuck up a plan. <laughs> yeah, just like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although, like, they did it, like, okay, so, like, your one question, why were they up so high in the air? Well, because of the cloud cover, they could get above it. So, like, I would have gone higher still. So, like, for example, when the Night King comes barreling out of the fucking sky with his fucking undead dragon, he's not, like, directly beneath you, ambushing you. I mean, that was the whole point of going up that high. That that makes sense. Like, was there a necessary need? I, I know that there's got to be an answer for this, uh, probably an obvious one. But was there a necessary need to have this fight in the dead of night? Yeah, they were just responding to the time when the, the Whites got there. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'd be like, hey, we're going to line up. Can you come back in like six hours? Hey, man, wars used to involve people standing perfectly in line and just marching forward. And so, yeah, just, yeah I, I know. <laughs> so, like, I it's a reasonable question, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, like, the one of the questions, one of the only questions I had left at the end was I wasn't sure whether or not, um, Roy, Rhaegal, 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 however you want to pronounce that, the middle dragon, if, if he got got completely or not. And, uh, I think people are saying that no, he didn't, because, like, they've done, like, frame by frame analysis on, like, the 43 second clip of episode four, and they're like, oh, see, the dragons have two different colors in the scale patterns in the, the video, so. Fucking nerds. But, yeah, I mean, it's obvious he didn't die, or she, I don't know, but it's obvious the dragon didn't die because it didn't get its death scene. Yeah. And, but, yeah, simultaneously, it's perfectly questionable because, it, I don't know, if is it just me or did this feel like one of those scenes that got edited out for time? Like, they, or, or they wrote it and they're like... <sighs> Budget and time-wise, we're just not going to film, like, showing that he's okay. Do you think that's possible? Uh, well, I mean, like again, like I said, if people hadn't been doing, like, you know, the deep dive kind of analysis kind of shit, I would be like, I would still I have no fucking clue. But considering um, they're, uh, they have seen him, I'm like, well, we know he's alive, so. Uh, I, don't, I, I didn't feel to me so much like it was a time decision as much as it was like okay he's just out of this frame we're not going to worry about him anymore that seemed to be the case for 
that just seemed to be the case for a lot of this episode in, in some capacity or another, and which was kind of a necessity. Uh, you know, no, I, I'll wait till we, we get closer to the finale, because I have a question about a dragon and John, but we'll wait. We'll wait. <laughs> one of the things, like, I don't know if you could see this, but one of the things I fucking loved was when um, Rhaegal and Viserion were fighting... And Rhaegal bites him in the neck, and then all of a sudden, when you know Viserion's blowing flames, the rest of the uh, you know the blue flame, the rest of the fucking episode, it's coming out of the side of his neck at the same time. Like I, I loved that fucking uh, continuity thing. Yes, I could see that, and I, re- I really liked how what's his name Viserion, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I liked, I liked a lot. Of all the dragons, Viserion was the coolest one this episode by far because of how they did it i I thought uh yeah Uh, the dragon stuff was cool it was just it once again it was hard to see sometimes that that you know the story of the night unfortunately um anything else you want to talk about with the i mean obviously we got two other things with dragons but that's kind of for like the final go around i would say yeah, no, I mean, again, uh, Danny made some fucking stupid... Like, A, I don't understand, like, why before they sent the Dothraki out, they didn't just have, like, the dragons just blow a bunch of Thank fire you. on the fucking, you know, ground and, like, <laughs> oh, hey, look, we can see what we're doing. Oh, like, just look, a path. <laughs> look, look, there's there's a whole fucking... There's just an armada mob of... Big dudes with shields lined up right at the front. Well, maybe we don't send the cavalry first thing, you know, off into their death. I'm just maybe I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the whole well, that was what I was thinking. Like, you have dragons that can light the battlefield up to help your front guys be better at their job. Like, I don't know. I, I mean, we don't know how well the whites can see in the dark, but. Whatever the case may be, they're at an advantage more so than the Dothrakis were at that point. Yeah. So, just poor planning. You know, going back to last, the previous episode, you know, we had to talk about, like, how they had, like, 12 of the smartest people in the fucking room going over strategy, and yet this is what happened? (laughs) Just, really? Yes, 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 yes. All right, so my question is about Bran. He was warging, and out of all times, I thought like Bran was going to warg and do something kind of cool, but he just kind of like was checking out things, which makes sense. But simultaneously, for in my opinion, I'm sitting there like thinking, all right, he can see things. Like this would have been great for him him to coordinate like battle stuff or anything but instead it was just like i'm just checking out shit just to check out shit what i don't know didn't i feel like a i don't know to me it felt like a wasted opportunity with bran warning. somebody somebody told me they thought that he was watching lord of the rings so that was why he, <laughs> i don't know i have the I have extended no, cut yeah i, I guess so because like he did nothing like that that was a little underwhelming concerned how much potential power Bran has you I don't know I went in expecting him to do something 
uh, I don't know. It was, it was just weird to me. Yeah, like it would have been completely badass if he like warged into Viserion, and that's how fucking they took out the Night King. You know. I I, I know I'm jumping ahead just a little bit, but since it didn't happen, I just want to say there was a part of me when the Night King got close to Bran, and I was like, if Bran just like turned evil right now. This show could get so much more fucking interesting. I knew it wasn't going to happen, but simultaneously, I was just like, the possibilities were there in my head. Oh, it was it was the same thing like when I was watching that scene in uh, uh, the Last Jedi. I was like, wow, if they make Ray evil, that would actually fucking be something that they've never done in Star Wars. And then, of course, they didn't do it. So, no, no. But but yeah, or if they killed him, or you know, the fucking good guys lost. Lots of things they could have done that would have been different. Yeah, I, I don't know. For, I mean, I know that they gave Arya, th- this was the Arya episode in a lot of ways. I just, I kind of expected Brad to have a bigger impact on the episode. The only thing I could think of that possibly he could have been doing that would have made fucking any kind of sense instead of just staring off into space and doing nothing would have be if he was like, looking at what the hell was going down in King's Landing while he was just waiting for the Night King to show up because he knew he wasn't going to be fucking doing anything really with the uh, the fighting. Yeah. And, like, do we know... Like, I remember throughout the se- series we've met a handful of people who could warg. We, as far as I know, we don't have anybody else, any other character that we know of that wargs, right? That's alive. Or and John. They can? Yeah, they've never gone into it in their show, but yeah, they both can. Well, ain't that some shit. Alright. Good to not, know. Not anywhere on the level of Bran, though. Like, Bran, even before he became a threat, or even ro- warging into Hodor. Like, he's the only person who's ever warged into another human. Yeah, I remember Jojen, I think, said that. But, alright. Yeah, I just wanted to pitch a little bit about Bran before it gets lost in the shuffle. Uh, Alright. We've held off long enough. Let's talk about fucking Arya. Let's talk about the Hound being... I don't want to call him a coward because I did not expect him to be gangster when it came to fire. We all knew how that was kind of going to go play out. But... I, I thought that Arya's scenes, by and large, were the best done in totality for any character this episode. Yeah, definitely. Like, but, alright, so here's my question, like, what, I don't know, maybe I missed something, what was she doing in that, I don't know, library? I don't know what the fuck it was. Like, how, why was she in there in the first place, and why did she stay in there? I I don't know, it it felt weird to me, like, the circumstances. Well, it was like, She's running, she's running, she's running. She gets into a room and closes the door, and then she realizes that the room that she fucking went into has, like, 16 fucking White Walkers in it already. Or or Wraiths or whatever, Whites, whatever you want to call them. So now she's got to fucking get through without, you know, by Metal Gear soliding it instead of fucking uh, running in there and gunning like a... You know, she had to pull a, 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 a Solid Snake rather than Master Chief. Yeah, I, I'm really surprised I didn't see more uh, Metal Gear Solid references, to be perfectly honest, because 
I even I, made that while like watching there, it. If there had been a box, I fucking would have died. But all right. uh, <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I I I love the uh, intensity slash suspense. I, I I like that particular scene was the best shot scene of the whole thing. Yeah. For me, really, really well done sequence. You know, like a lot of times you look at zombies and you fucking, you're like, they're not really that fucking scary if you really think about it. In the situations that we, you know, it's the situations that we overextend to find the fucking characters in where they become scary. But you know, that they did a good job of fucking making them scary in that situation. Hell, they even had like kind of a jump scare moment, which shit, the fucking the the chick with the knife in her throat. (laughs) Yep, and. I, I was sitting there like I'm so exhausted, but I'm so intrigued. Like I was so I was like 100% fucking full in on, on this, and I, like this was like the time where I'm like, there's no fucking chance I can possibly fall asleep. I'm way too mentally invested in this. Um, should should we have expected anything different from the Hound? Like as far as him not participating in cer- certain things early on did I don't know did you think he was going to participate more or no uh, uh no, I mean I definitely seem being you know afraid of the fire but like there's a scene where he's on the battlements before any of that shit happens and he's just like we're gonna fucking die I'm like well yeah, what the fuck yeah you're gonna even if you're gonna die I, would, I don't know anybody who wouldn't rather go out fighting and just would rather stand there and let some fucking zombie walk up and just eat them it felt to me, it felt anti-hound in in some way. And I know they kind of redeemed him because he saw Ario was in trouble, and you know, I I, I want to say that people forget, and, and I thankfully I was reminded at the finale of season four, like that was the moment where I hated Brienne, and I, I officially have given up my hatred of Brienne, but I will say that was. That was the genesis of my hatred of Brienne because the Hound was straight up just trying to protect Arya at that point. Brienne's like, no, I made a vow. I I don't have a place for her to go, but I made a vow, so I'm going to kill you, giant man, and try to steal this girl. Like, she was kind of a bitch in that episode. And Arya, or Hound's really just been a really good protector with kids. I don't know. I mean, except for the one he murdered, but Joffrey, Joffrey told him to. But other than that, he was technically doing his job for Joffrey. It's, it's gray area. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's a black area. It's, yeah, you're not gonna find too many people saying that's gray. But. I will in the fact that you know it was his job at the time. I don't know. It was just Micah. Who the fuck's Micah? It's just just the, the butcher butcher's boy. boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, with all this being said, uh, fucking Barrick, man, of everybody's deaths, I thought his was actually probably the one that hit me the hardest. And I don't know why, like, he wasn't, like, my favorite character or anything, I liked him, but I think the way that he died actually got to me. It was one of the most protracted. Too. Yeah, I it, like there was just so many things that they tied together with Arya's scenes in totality. I think that's 
another thing that was good. Like, I loved her, you know, when Melisandre looked at her early on in the episode, and then they had the fucking Serial Pharrell, you know, not today. And uh, I, I guess I'll ask you, is this the closest thing we're going to get to confirmation that Arya was Azor Ahai? Uh, I mean, it's looking like it. Do, do you, I don't know. I kind of always thought like it would be made a bigger deal, and I don't think it's. I think this is it. Like I think it was yeah. done is done. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna argue with you. I'm not, I'm not gonna be like you're wrong. I mean, you can. I probably am. I a lot of things. I don't think you are. <laughs> <laughs> not in this thing. Uh, are you surprised that like? I, I admit, I'm surprised. I, mean, like I told you, I was arguing with my family earlier today, and I wasn't. I was like, it just it didn't make sense for me to have already killed. And they're like, why? Because she's a girl. I'm like, no, because like you've you've built up, you know, this enmity between Brand and the Night King. You built up this enmity between John and the Night King. Arya has no fucking connection to him. You know, if her family wasn't there, she wouldn't be in the North. She has no reason to be there. It's not like it's not like Arya's been a champion of the Lord of Light. You know, like we've seen building towards with the hound and some other people. I mean, so just because you think she's a badass ninja doesn't mean you have to have her fucking do everything. But, and they, they were, they were like, well, I think she's going to kill Cersei. It's like, if she kills Cersei after killing the night King, they might as well just change the name of the title from game of Thrones to game of Arya. This was, and I always use a lot of wrestling analogies, but this was, this was a case like, fucking Hulk Hogan in the late 80s, early 90s, where he was just getting everything, and, like, hardly anybody else could get the rub, and, in my opinion, like, the Hound should have had, like, his little Ultimate Warrior run where he got to be, you know, somebody bigger. Like, the Hound as Azora High would have been such a cooler story, because Arya's been given a ton as far as storyline goes throughout this whole show, I I didn't necessarily know that she needed. Uh, I don't know. Needed's not the right term, but I would have just given somebody else the rub, not Arya. I, I guess, or maybe it's just because I'm a Hound fanboy. I I don't know. But uh, at this point, Arya cannot be the one that kills Cersei. As a matter of fact, Arya really. I don't know who else she can get. I don't, I don't even know if there's a reason to give her another big kill. Story-wise, I don't think there is. I mean, it's a lot of it's just going to depend on what they do. And like, like I said, you, like I said, I don't think these guys are necessarily smarter than you when it comes to making decisions. Um, like, yeah, I mean, it's just like she she'd never even seen a, a white or a white walker before. She asked Gendry instead of asking her brother, who's the one who's you know encountered them a lot, you know, for advice. It, it just. Yeah, it, it worked, and I'm I'm glad that she killed the Night King rather than have everybody fucking die. But at the same time, you know, if they'd done it a different way, I wouldn't have been sad either. Sure, and I don't know. I, I was going to address this later, but fuck it. I, I'll address this now since we're right kind of on the topic. Where the fuck did Arya come from? Because she couldn't have stole like a white face. So, like, where the fuck did, like, I I don't know, it was just, uh, there was a great meme 
for wrestling fans of like they're like Arya doing an RKO out of nowhere. Uh, it it really seemed just it really did seem out of nowhere. I I, I think I think it was one of those things where they filmed it and they didn't realize like how much it was going to make people question you know where she came from. Um, I mean I've seen a bunch of fucking speculation because I, I guess in the books there's a passage that Bran talks about in the first one where he's like there's a, a tree that runs right directly outside of the tower that he used to hide in that goes over the great wood so he would just you know climb the tree to get climb the outside of the tower which is how he got up to where Jamie threw him down so people are like oh she just climbed down the tree that Bran used to climb or there were there's other people speculating that what John is crying uh, not crying, but uh, shouting when he shouts at the dragon is now suggesting that he's telling Arya to go. But, like, how the fuck did he know she was there? Oh. I, 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 I really think it was more of an oversight in how they shot than anything else. Like, I, th- I think they intended for her to, you know, have snuck her way through there and then jumped out of a tree or something. As a person who is used to be an amateur filmmaker, I mean, yeah, there's times when you sit there, you film something, as you're editing shit together, you're like, oh, I probably should have filmed a scene that explained how you got from A to C. You need that B point. I'm just, like, that's a mistake an amateur makes, not so much, you know, this. So I, I thought it was, I thought it's weird and... You know, really, at some point, this shit's just going to become like a religion. Like, at this point, people analyze these books like they analyze the Bible. In some, like, oh, there's this one passage on page 117, second paragraph down. It's like, holy shit, these, like, people know their fucking shit when it comes to this stuff. It, they're like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, fucking get, like, the, the song from what? The the Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, you Domine. Yeah. Um. So, with with this out of the way, let's. Uh, I don't know. Unless you, there's something else. I, I guess let's talk about like the last ten, fifteen minutes sequence since. Everybody kind of had like, everybody kind of has their last moments. Uh, I guess like, John, John, fucking, all right. What the fuck was John's game plan there? Like, he's got Viseria fucking staring him down, and John's like, "I'm just gonna get up and fucking do what? Uh, what was the game plan right there? Like, I know I, his idea was I gotta get to Brand, but." I think basically his his game plan is like I'm fucking gonna die, so I'm, at least I'm gonna go out fucking fighting instead of being roasted like a bitch behind my little fucking wall here. <laughs> that wall was so, uh so precious. Like <laughs> I like that whole fucking thing. Like when when John goes down and he's like fuck, Danny just took off. I'm fucking left here by my side. He's like okay, I gotta get to the Night King. He starts running and then the dude just like seriously seriously. Sm- Seriously, you know nothing. And he fucking raises all the damage. He's like, oh shit. And he's just trying to get to him before the fucking guys get in between him. Yeah. That, yeah. He, his face was great. 
Also, okay, would Danny have known that the fire wouldn't have worked on the Night King, or no. should she have known no. from that fight? Nobody knew. Well, he'd been bre- fired, been breathed on him before in that fight before. No, this is the first time. Are you sure? Yes. I am not sure. I am pretty sure there was fire breathed on him before. Uh, when would that have been? I mean, the, the only one that, time that she's seen him, they were all the way across the lake and he threw the spear and killed her dragon, and then they ran away. I thought he had fire breathed on him at that, in that episode. I don't think so. Huh. Okay. Hmm. Well, now I, I'm curious, because I've really been under the impression that, like, it was an unknown thing by at least somebody, but... It, no, I, like, that was why I was, all of a sudden I was, people were like, oh, is he a Targaryen? Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> people are dumb. I mean, it could be, but, I mean, I have all things to speculate. Uh, I don't... Uh, Targaryen thing... Eh. He was just a fucking first man type thing. I don't know. Does he need to be a Targaryen for this to... I don't know. Like, he's just a badass. He's a badass with a bunch of guys that also seemed like they should be badasses, and yet they've really done nothing this whole series. Like, his little small council of badasses, like, those dudes look cool as shit. They never do anything. And now, now they're dead. That is true. Like, so, Theon, uh, Theon had his moment, and once again, you know I hated Theon. I liked what they did here with him, like... Yeah, it was, it was okay. I mean, it, it didn't completely... He had his redemption arc, but it, it didn't redeem him completely, but enough that, you know, you felt something when you... Because, you know, he, he knows he's not fucking taking out the Night King with a fucking spear. It was cheesy, but not super cheesy. I, I guess I appreciate that. Like, it could have been so much more cheesier. Like, and to me, too, it would have made made way more sense. Like, if when the Night King was killing him, like that was the point that Arya jumped in. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, also, hell, you may even have an answer for this. What what kind of sword does the Night King have? I have no fucking clue. Ice, ice sword. Okay. Uh, I I I uh I, I sword doesn't matter anymore because it fucking crumbled to ash. <laughs> yeah, it was just it was a nice looking sword, so I was just curious. Um, come on, the I mean I know plot armor here. Jorah just happened to show up to save Danny, and then, ah, I mean, a lot of people predicted he prob- it. He was probably the most important death that we got of this episode. No. Who would you put over him? Melisandre a million times over. No, not at all. Without Melisandre, everybody's dead. Well, yeah, but she's been in what? Two episodes in the last two seasons? I, does not matter to me. She's she she's caused so much more stuff than Jor. Jor's just been on screen more, but Melisandre's been an impact player since day motherfucking one. I I gotta give it to her. She she's she's caused so many pivotal scenes. Whereas Jorah, he's always been a player, but he's not been a 
He's just kind of been a bodyguard with a love interest in Grayscale. Uh, I love Jorah, don't get me wrong. It's just, I, I think Melisandre was... Uh, I think you could actually argue she was one of the ten most important characters in the whole thing. That's how highly regarded I'm going to go with her. Mm. She's, she's, uh, yep. A lot of things happen or don't happen without her, but like without Jorah, Danny never survives, so none of this happens. Yeah, I, I, we could probably go back and forth on revisionist history, and it, neither one of us would be wrong. I, I yeah, think it's a, it's a whole different thing. Like, sure, Danny, Danny doesn't survive, so there's never any dragons. So when they're fighting the Night King, you know whether it's Stannis or John or whoever. Melisandre finally fucking decides to support, you know, uh, you know, right there you're you're out that shit. So who the fuck knows how it would go? Uh, they they both played their roles. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like she, I don't think, I think she accepted her death, but that wasn't like the death that she wanted. Whereas like Jorah got the death that you know, like once he realized that he was going to be in the friend zone for the rest of his fucking life, that was like the only death that he really wanted. Yeah, it was the honorable death, whereas Melisandre probably was told by the Lord of Light. Like, (laughs) I mean, Melisandre was just, I mean, quintessentially was told by the Lord of Light, hey, you're going to not be alive by dawn. And, Uh, you know, I don't even think he told her. I think she's just like, I'm fucking, I'm, whether we win or lose, I'm fucking done. I'm out. I'm I'm old as dust, man. I'm going to go let my saggy titties fall down. Ah, those titties. (sighs) Ah. I loved how often she got nude in this series. Big, big props for her. I, I really, I, I loved her 99% of the show. The only time that I didn't was the time that everybody hated her. Obviously was, you know, the Shireen incident. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, she wants to burn kids. That's fine. Yeah, as, as, yeah. as long as it's not mine. Um, I don't know, like, I'm trying to think of anything else that was, like, we kind of covered the whole Arya thing, Arya again, like, what was it, she dropped the spear and then caught it with her other hand to kill the Night King, and she gets the big kill, all of our characters that were dire peril, fucking, magically fucking delicious shit, like, I don't... I, I guess at the end of the day, it, it worked out the way that it did, and that that's fine. But I still, I don't know. I'm still underwhelmed by Brand's participation in this. Cause yeah, definitely. Like, like I said again, for me, the way they filmed it was fucking amazing. What they filmed was fucking retarded. I think I, that's the easiest way to say for me to sum it up. I I wonder if anybody like watch this uh, like when they were editing this like did anybody decide like hey we should watch this on a 4k tv and just see oh oh this ain't gonna be good like <laughs> did did they not know how bad this was I, gonna play I'm, I'm gonna suggest that no they did not uh, i like i even like 
this is how desperate I got. I'm like, well, at least when the fucking Blu-ray comes out, it'll look a lot better because it's not streaming. Like, I was trying to blame it on everything until, like, I was reading so many people having the same issue. I'm like, oh, god damn it. <sighs> yeah. So, in, in, uh, in your opinion, is this the... If you had to say that there was a definitive episode of Game of Thrones, would this be their biggest definitive episode, or no? Uh, no. Do you have one in mind that would be? Well, I mean, it all depends on what you think Game of Thrones is about. Uh, see, see, part of the part of the reason I think we're seeing this in the center instead of at the end is because this the show is Game of Thrones. Emphasis on Game of Thrones rather than that was just being the title of the first book with the book series being A Song of Ice and Fire. Let me... I, I have a feeling that in the book series, if he ever finishes it, the Night King plot is going to be the end plot and whatever happens in King's Landing is going to happen prior to that because that's not the whole point of the fucking series the whole point of the series is you know the fact that humanity wouldn't fucking band together in its own best interest in order to fight off the fucking zombie invasion that, that's coming that nobody believes is coming rather they'd all just fucking fight for power over a fucking meaningless, meaningless chair let me let me rephrase my question if you had to pick an episode that would be the equivalent of the Who Shot JR or Who Shot Mr. Burns, do you have, like, I, I guess that's what I'm trying to, like, I, I know there's been a ton of huge episodes. How I would go so far as say the se- the finale of season four was really fucking huge. And Blackwater may actually be the definitive, like, Blackwater is still my favorite episode. It, is this just a, sh- a series that's had so many big episodes that there's not going to be one that stands above the rest, perhaps? Uh, no, I mean, this is definitely, action-wise, number one. But if you want to go definitive episode, I would say the season three finale or the season six finale. Hmm. Either Either the Red Wedding or Cersei fucking massacring 90% of the cast. Was wait was Red Wedding the season three finale? Yep. I thought. God damn it! I'm really not trying to be argumentative, but I could have swore that was like the eighth episode of that season. Well, like you just told me, Hard Home was the the tenth episode, and it was the eighth episode of season five too. So. Wait, I said that. Yeah, I said it was season four, and you were like, it's season five. And then I was like, oh, okay, episode eight, season five. You're like, no, it's episode nine. It was episode eight. Well, episode nine's traditionally the big fucking battle thing, so I went with tradition here, man. Yeah, episode nine that season was the one where they had the dragon fight in the Coliseum. Okay, and season three was not the finale. It was episode nine. It was the Reigns of Castamere. The finale was Misa. Okay. Well then, fucking. We're um, both idiots. Yeah. <laughs> but the rains of Castamere and the winds of winter, I would say, 
are the two episodes that I would say as the uh, the uh, like epitome of what Game of Thrones is. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm gonna be stubborn and see. Uh, I I don't know. Like I also really liked the finale of five, but I don't know. From right now, I'm gonna go four because a lot of shit happened. Although there wasn't that one huge thing, a lot of shit did happen. So I'm gonna go with that. But Blackwater's still my favorite. I was also trying to think. Did you ever watch Breaking Bad? No, fucking nope. Okay. I was going to ask you if there, were, if you had a definitive episode, because I, I was dwelling on that for a while, too, and I couldn't really necessarily come up with the one over overwhelming favorite. Um, I can do that for a couple TV shows, but a lot of TV shows, I'm, I'm like, you know, it's a show. It's, it's, it needs to have, you know, A to get to B to get to C to get to D, you know, kind of shit. Yeah, I, I mean, there's, there's a handful of things I can think of like where I can remember like if you can kind of remember where you were for something like a TV show I would say it's relatively important like I'll say the lineup for Walking Dead I can clearly remember exactly when where what everything same with Mr. Burns in all honesty see I was never really a big Simpsons fan so yeah, I I was, and then yeah, it, like I liked the show, but it was never something that I was like, oh, it's what was it Thursday night? Uh, well, it was Thursday, and then eventually it went to it went to Sundays pretty early on, like by season five or six, I would say, if I remember correctly, because I still think uh, they were on Sundays, and I think in Living Color still may have been on Sundays. Gotcha. It was right in the okay. transitional period. And of course, married to children. So, but Fox does what Fox does with scheduling, and God damn it, the '90s was miserable for their scheduling. Uh, moving la- moving on here. Um, like, what army is left? Like, they, they are- don't have one. It's fucking looking pretty fucking bleak at this point. So, I mean, is it safe to say that either the Either Drogon's going to fucking get a ridiculous kill count, or something's going to happen with the, was it the Golden, fuck, Golden Gold Company? Yeah. The, yeah. Uh, or, I don't know, like, what, what do you think's going to, how do you foresee this now that we kind of know, like, just how many people got killed in this? I, I have a feeling it's going to be like you said in the blog, and like, somewhere out of fucking nowhere like a zillion people are going to fucking show up or if not a zillion you know at least enough that they still have a fucking army rather than seeming like everybody fucking died I, well i mean at this point we've seen that like john can take on like a hundred people at the same time and so if they basically just build up you know yeah, they've built up john, some of these warriors Arya, drogan tormund and gendry you know Brienne. Brienne and Jamie. Podrick. I, it's all, I got Pod's the fucking secret weapon. They don't know Pod, yet. Well, yeah. I mean, Pod, he. Pod's Pod, gonna just whip his Pod's pants gonna off. Pod's gonna fuck the whores. Around. Yeah, I was gonna say, he's gonna whip his pants off and walk around <laughs> King's Landing, and all of a sudden he's gonna have an army of prostitutes get out of his back. Oh, God. Podrick's army would be the tits. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, I feel that we're 
definitely getting Clegane Bowl now. I, I'm 99% sure. Like, Yeah, like I would have to agree with a lot of people who looked at this episode and were like, people are bitching, but you know, it's like a lot of the people who survived with their plot armor are because they have scenes that still need to happen. Where, yeah. Where the need for their scene outweighs the need to sh- just kill another character. I, I think the most... I mean, we've talked about this before, but for me, I'm super curious about what happens with Braun. I'm super curious as to who gets the Cersei kill. If Cersei dies, I mean, we're pretty certain Cersei's going to die, but I'd be foolish to say it's 100% guarantee. 99.9%, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, Who... Here's here's a... Better question. Who do you think is going to get the kill on Euron? I think if it's not Yara, it's got to be Jamie. That would make some sense. Like, And do you think Euron will get any... If, <sighs> if Cersei doesn't fucking kill Euron. Yeah. True. Uh, do, do you see Euron getting any big kills or nah? I don't think so. I have a feeling that he's one of the next main casualties. Uh, of all the quote-unquote good guys remaining, uh, I don't see a lot of death, even though like those odds are completely stacked against them. I don't, I don't see a lot re- coming. Do you? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, one of the things that happened in just that I think people got fucking obsessed with and didn't really understand was like they saw that people could die in this and they just assumed that everybody was going to die in this, you know, like all the time that nobody was safe. But I mean, for the most part, logically, you know, shit happened to people who fucked up. It wasn't like, you know, Ned didn't do something to cause himself to die, or John didn't do something to cause himself to die, or Rob didn't do something to cause himself to get killed. You know that kind of shit. You know, Which kind of goes came, with the game theme, right? Well, not, even, not even the game. I would say it goes more along the lines of like people actually being held to the uh, repercussions of the choices that they make. You know, a lot of TV shows, you know, pull the Deus Ex Machina out or whatever and save the dude, but. You know, in, in this case, you know, if you got put in a situation where you're going to die, you're going to die for the most part. But it wasn't like, excuse me, it wasn't like George Martin was going out of his way to say, hey, we're just going to fucking kill everybody. True, true. Uh, I mean, since, since the beginning, there was a, a fairly good sense of who would still be standing towards the end of the series. And by and large, that kind of held I, I as a person that didn't read the books just basing off the tv show uh by and large a lot of the people that you know you could see as big players are still there you know yeah. which makes sense um so would would I mean, you and I talked about this, I think, after the first episode, you know, kind of plotting it. This next episode's going to be a lot of getting there and then speculating that the following week would be the big battle, or do you 
do you think we're going to start the big battle in this? Oh, from, from what I've seen from the preview, it, it, I'm pretty sure we're, we were on the right track where it, it looks like it's consolidating, getting down to King's Landing, and then what the hell's been going on at King's Landing the entire time that we've been up in Winterfell for the last two episodes. Something very interesting has to happen this week because it's it's definitely a bridging the gap episode between two huge battles, but simultaneously they I mean they always do something interesting almost every episode. So I'm really curious what the big thing is and I'm my guess is gonna be Braun. I think I think that this week's gonna be Braun's week. Yeah, we didn't see anything with him in the um, in the trailer, so that's a good guess. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know who else uh, needs... I mean, they could also do Clegane Bowl, I suppose, but I can't really think of a rhyme and reason to do that this coming week versus... I don't think they're going to get it to. There's no logistical way to get him down there in order to fight to get there, you know? I'm also kind of curious who kills uh, Kyburn. Uh, I don't know why that guy's fascinated me since the very beginning when when he first came on scene. I mean, he, he's a he's a casualty. It, that's inevitable. I'm just really curious who is going to be the one that gets him. See, like, I'm just I'm wondering how many people we think are going to die are still going to be alive at the end of the season. Well, I, I mean, I think it's reasonable. I, I think it's reasonable for me to say that Cersei, Kyburn, Mountain, Euron. And either Jamie or Tyrion are going to die. I would say those five are are safe bets. Well, like I could see Kyburn floating off in a fucking boat over to Bravos, you know, while everybody's fucking getting into fight with Cersei and him being like, "Ah, peace, bitches." I would be. I would applaud that in so many ways if that happened. I, I really would. Um. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm stuck saying like, you know, we all kind of came to the conclusion that Grey Worm and Brienne had reached their character arcs. At this point, is there much sense in killing them? Uh, do, do you think there's value in that? I, I guess. Uh, do I think there's value? No, probably not. But will they die? Who know? I mean, at this point, who knows? I'm wondering if, like, well, no, it wouldn't make sense. I was going to say, like, somehow Cersei could call in a favor and, like, be like, hey, Dario, why don't you, you sh- show up for this fight? I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at a picture of Dario right now. That's the only reason why that just popped in my fucking head. So, I don't think we're ever going to see him again, though. Yeah, uh, probably not. Yeah. Um, all right. I, I don't really know. I, I feel like, is there anything else... I I feel like this episode, no matter what it does, it's going to it's going to feel so much more relaxing compared to the episode beforehand and the episode coming after it. No, I agree. I agree. And it'll be nice to take a break because that was one thing I thought they did really well in the last one was the way they just handled the tension throughout the entire thing. That was such. Uh, an intense episode, uh, which is good. Uh, it, it, but it was one of the most tension-filled episodes I've ever seen of a TV show. Yeah, I mean, I, I was talking with one of my buddies yesterday, and he's like, holy shit. He was like, A, it was scary. I was like, well, I didn't really think it was scary. But um, 
but yeah, like the tension that they managed to start with and just, you know, never knowing who's going to fucking make it all the way through the episode, right? To the very fucking end. I'm always entertained and I'm not picking on your friend here by no means, but like people, especially like non horror fans, when they say like, Oh, I thought something, you know, something was scary. And I'm always just like, what? Like, it's all it, to me. It's almost like when somebody's eating like a medium chicken wing, and they're like, "Oh, that's really spicy." And I just sit there. I'm like, "What?" Uh, it, it always confuses me. I have to take a few seconds, to, like think about what is happening because, you know, to me, to you, a lot of things just uh, are aren't remotely scary because yes. of the dumb shit that we watch. Or, in my case, the dumb shit that I eat. So, I have a lot of friends that only eat mild chicken wings, and I don't know why I'm friends with them. Yeah, I don't understand that. All right, what do you like? Do you like hot? Uh, I used to go, when I was younger, for as hot as I could go. Mm. And at this point, uh, no, just just hot. That you Like, know, my teenage like, years, I would go suicide. Now yeah, I, I yeah, don't. Yeah, like, I would, I would burn out my fucking stomach lining. Yeah, and now I'm like, there's no point in going that hot. But at the same time, like, why bother uh, just going mild if you want to get something spicy? Yeah, I want some flavor and I want some heat, but I don't, I don't need to sit there and need milk to eat a dozen wings. That, that's where I'm at on this. Like I've, I've, I've done a ghost pepper to do a ghost pepper, but it's not like I sit there and be like, oh, God, I want to go eat six ghost peppers so I can fucking shit myself to fucking death at work for the rest of the night. Uh, I've never had a ghost pepper, and I, to me, I, I if I was younger, I, I'm telling you, if I had the opportunity in my teens, I would have totally done it. In probably my 20s, if I had a little bit of drink in me, I probably would have done it. Now I'm like, no, I, I, it wouldn't serve me any purpose anymore. Just wouldn't. Yeah. But... All right, we've officially gone so far fuck off tangent. We're talking about chicken wings, and that tells me that we should probably call this. Because <laughs> I, I, I can hear you yawning, and my eyes are like three-quarters shut. <laughs> so uh, do you have any final thoughts before we kill this? I, I just, I'm really sad that so many people had like technical issues with this episode because, I, again, like I said, it, in my experience, it was like a beautiful episode with a bunch of stupid decision making in it. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, there's another TV in this house, in this apartment that is not 4K. I think maybe like later on this week, I might try to watch the episode again on that TV just to see how it differs. You, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. So, okay. With, yeah, I mean, the, this this is a very memorable episode and uh, very very much kind of caught the ire of some people. Some people loved it, some hated it, some just had complaints. And either way, it was probably the most talked about thing for a while. So uh, Yeah, I mean, between that and Avengers, that's all I've heard fucking the last couple of days. Yeah, I, I've had, I think, three people now say, yeah, let me know when you see it. And I'm like, 
God damn it. I don't like pressure. I that That's one thing I will say. I hate when, when people... I don't like any kind of outside pressure at all for a movie because I will go into that movie with that added pressure and I don't like it. So now I'm almost to a point where I don't want to go see it in the theater so that the pressure dies. But simultaneously, I really do want to see it. So, yeah. But... With that being said, uh, I'm going to wrap this up. We'll be back uh, next week. Uh, make sure to check out uh, nineduce.com slash blogs slash, and uh, you'll, you'll get the blog, which last week's blog, I mean, the blog so far have been good, but last week's blog I thought was came out really, really good. I really liked it. So, uh, I don't know. I'm not trying to pimp it out just because it's my site, because... I ain't making money. I just really think it was a good read. Just my opinion. So, for Chris, for myself, uh, hope you guys enjoy. Have a good night. Yeah, peace out, everybody.